Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. We're all about your home, kitchens, baths, tile, appliances, and more. You name it, we chat about it. And now on with the show. Well, today is June 30th, and I keep saying I catalog this by date, so just remember, June 30th, this is going to be a real interesting meeting, um, or podcast, if you want to call it that. Well, today, our guest is Doug Schramm, and Doug is the co-owner of Exclusively Tankless. So what is Exclusively Tankless, you ask? Well, that's what we're going to ask Doug. Hey, Doug, thanks for joining us. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. How do you like this uh, hundred and whatever weather that we're having? It, it makes working in a in an attic so much more fun. Yeah, right. I can imagine. <laughs> well, we're going to start with this. Okay, everybody's heard about a tankless water heater, but actually, what is it? How does it work? Well, it's interesting. Actually, oddly enough, the the concept of uh, tankless water heater has been around for over a hundred years. Um, I actually have a tankless water heater that was built by the Rudd Company in Pennsylvania uh, back in 1911. And it looks kind of like an old cast iron potbelly stove, but instead of coal inside, it had a gas burner at the bottom, copper tube loop running up to the top, and it ran the water through it as it heated, and it heated the water for the entire house. So it's it's not a new concept, but in its... In its existing form, it's it's quite amazing. Um, it eliminates the the use of or the need of a tank. You know, a, a tank is probably one of the most inefficient things that you could possibly have in your house. It uh, an electric tank represents about 30 percent of your whole house electric bill. Were you aware of that? No, that's why I try to use cold when I can. Yeah, it's 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 well, but. It, it's cooking the same water 24 hours a day, and you use it for maybe 10, 20, 30 minutes a day. So it's just, a, it's a huge waste of energy. Um, Does it keep the temperature at a constant hot temperature, even if you're not using it? That tank is constantly, that's what's right. bringing the price up, right? Right, the, the tank of- is usually set at 120 degrees, and so 24 hours a day, it's got a thermostat. And that thermostat just keeps turning on that burner uh, until it reach, you know, stays at 120 degrees all day long and all night long. So- well, of course, so that when we turn the faucet on, we as Americans expect that we want hot water immediately, right? Exactly. exactly. And... Uh, Believe me, those those poor customers that I, I run into that have been without hot water for a day or two because their their tank failed, um, they're desperate. They, I've been they, there. <laughs> they can't believe how they really can't live with hot water in the house, but it's it's pretty amazing. Um, I like when the hot water heater decides to just give up and you get a flood in wherever the hot water heater is. In my case, it's in the garage. And you really never know it's going to decide to give out until you're standing there in water going, oh, my God. Right? Yeah. yeah. In in presentations that we give to HOAs, we tell them that probably the only appliance that you'll ever buy that you do not want to wait until it's broken to fix it is your is your tank water heater? Um, if you have a, a six year warranty and it's in its tenth year, you need to really consider replacing that, even though it's still producing hot water. The reason is because they give no warnings. 
Um, there's no little red light that goes on. There's no little tapping sound. Um, there's no small. Sometimes there's a small leak, but more than than not, it's the bottom that rusts out. And if that happens, you've got seven to ten gallons a minute coming out of the bottom of that tank uh, until somebody actually turns off the water main. It's it's not just the fifty gallons that's in the tank. It's just going to keep coming. And normally, Nancy, did, do you know why? Um, these things usually happen when people are asleep or no one's home. Well, it's programmed to do that, <laughs> so that so that you have a flood in your house well, and you well, can't do truth, anything about it. The, the truth is, is during the morning when everybody's getting ready for work on your block, everybody's using their water, so your water pressure goes down. And then when everybody goes to work and everybody's gone, the water pressure comes back up again. And it's the water pressure that's the real killer. If you think you've got you've got pipes running through your house and, and the job of that water pressure in there is to get out any possible way that it can. And if it can find a, a, a weak piece of metal in a tank water heater, it's going to push that through and it's going to come out. Um, and, and then when everybody goes to sleep, it's the same thing. Water pressure goes back up again. You wake up in the morning and you have a new indoor pool. Yeah, the way I find and now we've gone through probably four water heaters uh, since we've been living here and we've been living here a long time, but I like, it usually happens in the winter and I like to get in the shower, turn the hot water on and there isn't any. That's, yeah. that's the, um, eye awakening. That's that cold water hitting you when it's really cold outside and you have no hot water. Well, and, and you have to realize too, that your tank is working so much harder in the winter because the groundwater that's coming in is now, under 60 degrees as opposed to in the summertime when it's 98 degrees. So it has to work that much harder to, to uh, heat that water. Well, luckily, we live in a climate where we, do, we don't get hit with really cold weather mm -hmm. in the winter. What about those people who live in um, Minnesota or Maine? I mean, geez, when their hot water <laughs> heater goes out, too bad. It's, it's really it's really terrible. And and that's why we say, you know, as, as hard as it is psychologically to buy something that's still working, it's, it's the one thing that you just that the, res, the results of not doing it are catastrophic. Um, I have seen literally a million dollars worth of damage in a house um, where the house was subterranean and, you know, we have to drive down the driveway to get into the house. And they were gone for a month, and shortly after they left, the water pressure blew the RO system underneath the sink. So they had about seven gallons of water running into their house for about a month until somebody, one of the neighbors, actually saw it. And uh, they had three feet of water in their house. It was it, mm. it wiped out the whole house. Hey, Doug, does it help when you wrap a a water heater in some sort of a a blanket of some sort? Not if it's not if it's not if it's um, not outside or in a outside uh, mechanical room, say, where it's cold outside. But actually, the water heaters are pretty pretty well insulated. And about five years ago, there were new EPA standards that that said that they had to uh, be a certain efficiency. They had to be like a 95% efficient. So um, the, the only way of doing that was to wrap them up with more insulation. Um, the sad part about that, for those people that just continue to buy tanks, 
is as you wrap more insulation around a tank, it obviously becomes wider and taller, and you can't put it in the same spot that your old tank was. Some of them are kind of tight. Which kind of brings me to this point. How big is the tankless unit, and can they put it in a closet? I mean, how much room does it take? Yeah, a tankless water heater. A gas unit is about the size of a, of a carry-on piece of luggage, and an electric one is about the size of a backpack. So they actually free up a lot of space, um, especially if you have a garage and, you know, everybody, heck, you know, an, an extra four square feet of space is, is you know, critical some, to some people. And, and when you get rid of that huge tank, tankless water heaters hang on the wall. So they're out of the way. Um, and in a lot of cases, especially in smaller homes that had the water heater actually inside, which I've never been able to understand why someone would design a home and put a water heater inside the house. Oh, I've seen that a lot. Um, you can put them in the closet, absolutely. Or you can put them in an attic and get them out of the way. Are we talking about the tankless? The tankless. So will the tankless ever leak like the uh, water heat, the typical standard water heater will? You know, you can never say never. It, it's not going to cause a catastrophic problem. Occasionally there might be an O-ring or something inside that that would go bad and it would start to seep water and you would see it, but it would be, you know, like a cup a day, maybe. It's not going to be your catastrophic. Oh, that's not bad. And I've only seen probably in the 10 years that I've been doing this, maybe less than five. So it's just unusual for that to happen. So I would assume that there are different brands of tankless heaters. Well, Nancy, there's, there's, first of all, there's, there's gas and there's electric, and in okay. each one of those, and they are separate uh, technologies. And, and for each one of those, there's um, right now for electric, there's only one main manufacturer that I would trust to put into a, a residential house. Um, as far as gas is concerned, you have Renai, which has been around for a, about a hundred years. Mm-hmm. And um, you have Navian, which is a South Korean company, which is now rated the number one. Um, it's been around about 40 years. Um, and, you know, let's let's talk about the, the tankless, too. They're an on-demand system. So what that means is that, and this is why you save so much energy, This you don't use, it sits there and does absolutely nothing. And you don't use any energy at all until you turn on a faucet. And then something really amazing happens. It's got a computer inside. And that computer says, okay, the water coming in is 60 degrees. And they want it to be 120 degrees. And they want a gallon and a half a minute because they just opened up their shower. So how many BTUs do I have to create to take that water from 60 degrees, double the temperature to 120 degrees in less than a second? And it then creates enough energy inside that tankless so that when the water is flowing through the pipe, it heats it, sends it on down the way into your shower. Um, Well, you said BTU, so I would assume that be a gas unit. Well, no, gas and electric. Um, Electric electric creates heat, too. Um, The new technology today with electric is really amazing. Um, They use infrared heaters. And what's really cool about infrared, all the other electric tank water, tankless water heaters out there use elements just like a tank, where the water has to go through the elements and it heats the water as it passes through the elements. 
the infrared technology, the water never touches the element. And here's the really cool thing about that. When you don't have water touching the heating element, there's no scale. There's no calcium buildup. That unit never has to be flushed. It never has to be maintained. It just has to be left alone. And it it comes with a lifetime warranty. So once you buy that unit, you'll never have to replace it with another tank again. Um, it's a full replacement warranty. There's, there's no... Um, uh, deductible or anything. Um, if in 10 years it goes out, you call us up or you call the company up and they'll send somebody out with a new one and just replace it. Hmm. Okay. So uh, can we talk about the cost? Because now everything sounds wonderful. Yeah. The, the, the cost is higher. Um, higher than a, tank, than a tank, than a standard tank. Okay. And when, when, it, when you actually see it, you'd understand, you know, the technology that's gone into it and what it takes to manufacture it. Um, there's two phases for electric. The electric uh, tankless replacement for whether it's a 50 or 100-gallon water heater is our cost is 2450 and that's installed. The the other phase of that is tankless water gas or I'm sorry electric tankless water heaters do not use the same power and energy and breaker and wire that your old tank did. So there is a modification that needs to be done from the breaker box to the tankless water heater. And, and who who does that? You guys or do you have to yeah. get a separate electrician? Well, you can use your own electrician, but we have guys that have worked with us for, for 10 years that know how to do it. They're fast and very efficient. Um, that typically runs about $1,000, $1,100 to, to modify that electric. So so all in all, you're into it about mm, somewhere around thirty five dollars uh, to $3,600 installed. Um, now compare that to a to a new electric tank. You're looking about twelve hundred to fifteen hundred. So, uh, but you're going to be replacing that tank again in uh, probably six to eight years. Here's the good part: when you take out that inefficient tank water heater that represents thirty percent of your whole house electric bill, that's your savings. You don't know. You no longer have something heating water 24 hours a day. You only have something heating water when you need it. So you, your electric bill can drop as much as 30 percent. And if you add that up, especially in my house, uh, if you had that up, um, that's you know it could be 1,200, 1,500 dollars a year. Um, hmm. so, so what do you think? How long does it take to recoup the uh, investments? The cost of the investment? Usually three years. Oh, okay. Uh, and do you get a rebate because you're saving electricity? Uh, you know, from time to time, uh, the energy companies come up with something. Uh, the gas company, um, as uh, Southwest Gas has over the years come up with uh, dollar for dollar tax refunds and rebates of up to $1,500. But we never know about that. That that That's based basically on how much money they have left over at the mm. end of the year. Okay. On the other side of that, Nancy, the gas is pretty straightforward. Um, for a typical three-bedroom house uh, to have tankless water heater, which, by the way, comes with a recirculation pump. And let's talk about that real quick. A recirculation pump is a pump that's built inside the unit that sends water down to your furthest faucet and back to the, the tankless water heater. 
on a thermostat and it keeps that water between 95 and 105 degrees all the time. And what that means to you is when you go into your, your master shower and you turn on that faucet, you're not going to wait three minutes for that water to get hot. And it's something we don't think about, but the typical house wastes about 30,000 gallons of water a year waiting for it to get hot. Oh, I can believe that. So that's that's another advantage of and and never ever ever running out. You can take a shower for for twenty four hours. You never run out of hot water. Hmm. Um, and those gas usually run about our price. Our standard price for installing the top of the line Navian tankless water heater with a research pump is thirty nine fifty. So you're close to four grand there. Um, hmm. Hey, so, I got to take a minute to talk about my sponsor. Please. Monogram Appliances. Monogram is uh, very interested in detail. It's just not one detail, it's many. So when you put them all together, you create appliances that look, feel, and perform as if they were designed perfectly for you. Monogram has come out with two lines, the minimalist collection, which is great for the contemporary look, or the statement collection, which goes along with your traditional or your transitional look. Either of them would work great for anybody, and I would suggest that you check out monogram.com. Hey, Doug, I want to talk about um, full house fil filtration systems oh, okay. or water treatment systems, whatever you want to call it. I know for a fact that our water in Arizona tastes like crap. It does. It does. And I, I noticed that... The minute I moved to this place, and so we did a, a tour of the water treatment plant, and boy, did I learn that it's not a good thing to ever drink this water. They put a lot of lime into it, and also in the canals, they have vermin. And hopefully none of this vermin comes through your faucet, but... Um, Definitely, it's it's not something I ever drink directly from the faucet. So tell me what the best way to treat, and of course you want a whole house treatment because, and we're, you're going to tell me why. What are the advantages of not just filtering your drinking water, but doing your whole house? Hey, sure. Um, you're right. The water here in Arizona is groundwater, and, and it, it is just... It's miserable. Um, the the city also, in order to fight a lot of the issues that are inherent to Arizona water, they put in a lot of chlorine. And just let's for a second talk about chlorine. Chlorine is a known carcinogen. Chlorine is really, really bad for your skin. It's bad for your hair, and it's terrible for your clothes. Um, slowly but surely, it, it, it reduces the life of, of anything you wash to about 50%. So what you really want is something that takes all of the junk out of the water. Now, a lot of people are concerned about scale. They're concerned about um, the little white, crusty stuff that you get on your, on your faucets uh, from the calcium that's in the water. Um, and that is a concern. That can clog up your pipes. It can clog up your valves. And it can destroy your fixtures. So what if we had a way of being able to take all of that away? a system that not only will neutralize that calcium so it doesn't stick to your faucets and eventually will help clean them, but also something that will give you basically bottled quality water 
out of every faucet. Take out all the chlorine, take out the chemicals that are in the water, the lime, all that bad stuff that makes it taste and smell bad. Um, and it sits in your garage or in the side of your house, wherever your, your water comes into the house. And you do nothing to it. You don't have to add salt. You don't have to, to maintain it for eight to 10 years. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I want in my house, something that I can bathe in and feel like I'm, I'm, I'm bathing in fresh water and, and not the city pond. Mm. Oh, yeah, really. Uh, so when you have the uh, water treatment unit and you have a tankless so would you get filtered hot water and yes. filtered cold water? Yeah, the water, filter, water filtration systems go in before anything else. So they is where it comes in from the street, that's where you tap in your whole house water filtration systems. So whatever goes to the water heater or the, the tankless and whatever goes to the cold side, it's all filtered out. And, and, and don't confuse these with water softeners because water softeners is a 100-year-old technology. And all it does is it removes the calcium out of the water and replaces it with salt or potassium. Um, the bad part about that is, as especially we get older, we need the calcium and magnesium in our bodies, but we don't need sodium and potassium. And what you're doing is you're taking out what you need and you're putting in what you what you don't need. Um, they do nothing to purify the water. They do nothing to change the taste. You're not even supposed to drink soft water. Oh, thank you for that, because I've been doing that for years. Oh, no, don't <laughs> drink soft water, and it will kill your plants. So, um, so let's compare the treatment unit to the RO system. Well, in our RO system, Nancy, a lot of people use that for drinking water, um, and they think that that's, that's fine, and it, and it is if that's what they like. But that system... It's kind of interesting, and, and sometime we should probably just have a talk about RO systems. Has been around long enough now that they've actually found out that there's probably good reasons not to have one. Um, what it does is it sits under the sink and it gives you a separate faucet where you can fill up either a glass of water or something for cooking, and it takes absolutely everything out of the water. It even takes uh, fluoride out of the water. All the good stuff, right? No, it takes all the bad stuff out. And it, and, it, and fluoride, you know, there's a lot of controversy on fluoride, um, you know, being a carcinogen. And it takes it takes absolutely everything out. So it's absolutely 100%. It's kind of like steam distilled water. Everything is gone. But what, what science has now shown is that when you drink that water, your body, it, it creates kind of a magnetic effect when it goes into your body because it's it had everything taken out and it wants everything taken back in. So it actually, they found that it leaches the calcium out of your bones over a period of time. And, and Mayo and Sloan Kettering and MD Anderson have all done reports showing that it's, it's probably not a good thing to drink anymore because it's an, it causes early onset of osteoporosis, especially in women. Oh, so um, so and now the good part is if you have an arosa or if you have a whole house filtration system, um, you can drink water out of every faucet. You don't need that anymore. And we know that water is very important when you're living in the desert. Oh, absolutely. And it's very yeah. important. 
they're wasted either. When with an RO system for every five gallons of water you or you or I'm sorry, for every one gallon of water you make, you you waste four gallons down the drain. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I talk about that all the time to people. Hey Doug, I know that you've got to get to another appointment and this has been an eye opener. I just wanna ask you if somebody's interested in a um, filtration or water treatment unit for the whole house or and if they want both the uh, tankless then should they call you yeah um because well we, we didn't say that you're located in scottsdale yes and, and we specialize in those two things especially tankless water heaters we do whole house filtration because they do help the the, the longevity of a, of a tankless water heater but that's all we do and we don't do all the other plumbing day and night we do tankless water heaters mm -hmm. that. so we are our um welcome Special. to live <laughs> zoom <laughs> so, so we are specialists in tankless water heaters and um we're all certified and manufacturer trained um they can give us a call for just information we there's no charge to come out there's no charge to talk on the phone um we can give them a free estimate over the phone in most cases and yeah. um if they need any further information they can give us a call or, or uh, get us through exclusivelytankless.com. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, one more question, because right now we're experiencing, everybody's experiencing a long lead times. I, I know I just did a podcast about appliances, and their lead time is huge. Cabinetry is down uh, 80 days, uh, six months, uh, longer. What is your lead time on these units? Well, right now, I had the foresight to see this coming, so I went and I bought a bunch of them and put them in my own warehouse. Now, they're starting to, to get used quite a bit. The the um, suppliers, uh, Ferguson and Hughes and, and the other plumbing suppliers, they're, most of them are out. Um, they have thousands of them sitting on a, on, in a, in a boat in San Diego waiting to get unloaded, but nobody has them um, except me right now, I think. Um, so um, they are a little scarce. Our lead time right now is, you know, just anywhere from on gas, a couple of days on electric um, up to a week only because we have to coordinate that with the electrician. Mm. So, uh, but it's still not bad. Um, you know, I, I understand that if you're, you blew your hot water heater and, and you're out of hot water two or three days is a lot. But um, we triage, Nancy, if if we have other appointments and someone is out of hot water, we, we move them to the top of the list. So, well, you know, if somebody's tank breaks and they don't have hot water and it's uh, 116 out, not so bad. You know, yeah, if it's going to break, let's bit. hope that it breaks in the summer. <laughs> but it's the winter that kills us. Yeah, hey, right Doug. Groundwater is 98 degrees. That's good enough for me to shower in. Yeah. Um, hey, I want to thank you for taking your time. And again, if people are interested, they can go onto your website, exclusivelytankless.com. I know that's a mouthful. And I do want to uh, tell everybody that Thermador is also our other sponsor. I understand that I have two wonderful appliance sponsors, and you have your choice. Uh, I would suggest that you check into both. Thermador has the masterpiece and the professional collection, so they have two distinct collections. 
uh, Thermidor is luxury that lasts, empowered by design and led by innovation. So if you want to learn more about Thermidor, you can go on to thermidor.com. I want to thank everybody for listening to this show. I hope you all enjoyed it and got a lot of information. And be sure to do something about your water, especially if you live in this area. Horrible water. Be sure to subscribe and you can rate and you can comment on the platforms that you're using to listen to these podcasts. I'm on about 28 platforms, and so I'm sure you found me somewhere. And don't forget to share them with your friends. We have a lot of important information that we talk about, so don't keep it a secret. If you want to learn more about me, go to nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me or for Doug, email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. And one more note, I do another podcast weekly called Hugo Floss. Now, I do that with my, I've been saying my nerdy son, but somebody said I shouldn't say that. I should say my techie son. We talk about everything that's not design-oriented. So if you want to be a guest, if you have something to say that you want to share, you can email me anytime, talk about it. I want you all to stay safe. Have a great day. Thank you. But yeah, we can have coffee or something. Okay, I'm going to leave this meeting so I can download it. Have a good day. Bye.